Hello, 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 and thank you so much for joining me for the podcast of The True Power From Within. I am your host, Melody Ferris Tucker. I am so grateful that you are here, and I hope and pray each and every day that this podcast touches you in the most amazing and encouraging way. So today, I am calling this podcast, Your Thoughts and Words Hold Weight. And this is not going to be a very long podcast But I want you to know that what you think and what you say hold weight. And what I mean by this is that the things that you ultimately think, you will probably say out of your mouth. And what we say to ourselves and what we say to others, we cannot take back. When I was 10 years old and my stepmother abused me and told me I would never be good enough, that I would never amount to anything. When she told me when I got sober and I got out of prison that I would relapse and that I would be back in prison, those words held weight. When someone tells you that you're not good enough, that holds weight. But what I want to tell you today is that when others put upon you words that hold weight, it is not a question of your character. It is not a question of, you know, who you are. It is a question of their character and of who they are. And let me explain. We have all been hurt. We have all been through trauma, whether it's big T trauma, little T trauma. I don't care how perfect your family is. There is no family that is perfect. I don't care at the lack of dysfunction you had or how you grew up. There is trauma. There is hurt. There is pain in your life somewhere. The question is, have you actually done the work to heal from that? And what that looks like is oftentimes we like to blame others for a lot of different things. We like to, when we have not fully surrendered, right? Because a lot of us say, I've surrendered. I've done the work. I've done the healing. As I say every single time I do my podcast almost, that healing is not a destination. You're not going to arrive at a particular healed destination where everything in life is going to be perfect. Healing is a journey. And I think a lot of us forget that. A lot of us at times feel like we are holy and that we have been healed and that all things are perfect. But in fact, as a human, we give what we want to God and we hold on to the rest. And the rest that we hold on to gets pushed upon other people whom we love, um, who we, uh, you know, spend our days and our lives with. When you have insecurities, you put that on other people. When you have distrust, you put that on other people. When you have hurt, you put that on other people. Which means you're not working on those things. 
And sometimes what it looks like is we love someone, but because we have insecurities that could have been from childhood, that could have been from past relationships, that could have been from a friend hurting us, it could have been from anything. Ultimately, those hurts and insecurities are going to come out on the people that we love. This is a big issue that I see, and this is controversial, but I'm going to say it because it is absolutely the truth, that we see in churches, that we see with people who are supposed to be in leadership positions. We see that we are judged, right? We see that, um, you know, ego and pride begin to show themselves very, very frequently in people who have not committed to doing the work. We like to play the blame game. And I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Because there was times in my life that I thought that, you know what, I am this way because of my stepmom. I'm this way because of my mom. I'm this way because of my dad. I'm this way because of my grandparents. Although things happened, although trauma happened, I personally have a choice to heal from this. I have the choice to do the work. I have the choice to make the commitment. I have that choice. I have the choice of my word, of what words to use and what words not to use. And I'm going to give you an example. When my husband and I first met, we were the true definition of dysfunction. Me coming out of prison, trying to get my life together, having massive relationship issues from the past, having massive trust issues from the past, him the very same. And we were the definition of dysfunction. And it would have been easy for me to say, I cannot step into this. I cannot step into this because I am feeding the same dysfunction that I had in the past. But what had to happen, and don't get me wrong, because at the beginning I was crazy. I'm still crazy. But, but at the beginning, I began to see that I was feeding into the same dysfunction from the past. I was feeding into the same trust issues of the past. And there was one day that I said, I can't feed this anymore. I can't. I can do one of two things. I can choose to surrender all of these things and say, I choose to trust you. I choose to not betray my insecurities onto you so that I could feel better and that I could choose to make this commitment work. And I decided to trust. 
I don't any, I don't no longer question, is my husband doing the right thing? I don't question um, him being around other females. I don't question what he does or, or the choices that he makes when it comes to certain situations. I don't question that anymore. And it's made me a better person. Because if I was to keep those insecurities and distrust, every time he would tell me he's had a particular conversation or something with another woman, those insecurities would come out. And guess what I would do? I would question his entire being because of my own insecurities. The words that I would put on him would be based on my insecurities and based on something that someone else did to me, not necessarily him. The point of this podcast today is this. What you tell yourself is also what you're going to tell others. So when you're pointing your finger at someone else, when you're telling someone else they are wrong or, you know, this is happening because of you or this is your fault or, you know, you know, I did this because of you, you're not questioning my character and they're not questioning your character. That is, that is a flaw in their own character. And the God that we serve is a God of love, right? He's a God of love. We t- I talk about the Bible being a true love story. And God does not question our character. God does not tell us we are bad and that we've gone too far and that he's not going to forgive us. But yet we're so easy to point out someone else's flaws. We're so easy and it's so easy for us to to judge someone. It's so easy for us to bully someone. With social media these days, there are so many keyboard warriors that you see people taking their lives because they are being bullied by people on the internet. But if someone could just understand that it's not because of who they are, it's because of the person whom is doing the bullying has not committed to their healing. Your character is not being judged by what someone else says about you. Because what God has said about you is ultimately the thing that holds the weight. What others say about you holds weight if we allow it to hold weight in our lives. If we allow it to dictate who we are or how we choose to be, then it holds weight. But if you know that every person that walks the face of this earth has been hurt, or has had something said about them, or has been through trauma, you would understand that the weight that someone is trying to put on you is not questioning your character, but theirs. 
it's showing you very easily that it's the hurt and the pain that they have not committed to healing from. We walk around every day thinking, I am not loved. I am not enough. I will never be good enough. But you are good enough. You are loved. You are appreciated. You are worthy. Because God says that you're worthy. God said that he would take that pain and turn it into purpose. God said that he has written your story in his book before you were even formed in your mother's wound. So he knew that my biological mother would walk out of my life. He knew that I would be an addict. He knew that I would do very questionable things. He knew that I would have multiple relationships of hurt. He knew that I would be a teenage mom. He knew all of these things. So what everybody else says about me doesn't matter. It's what God says about me. But it's also about the choice that we choose. Are you going to take what hurt you? Are you going to take those ashes and allow God to to turn that into beauty? Or are you going to choose to live in those ashes every day? single day are you going to choose to allow other people's words about you to hold weight or are you going to allow God's words and what he has said about you and the purpose that he has put in on your life and the gifts that he has given you to hold weight in your life are you going to choose to continue to hurt other people Or are you going to speak life and words of encouragement over those people? There are so many times that people have spoken negative things into my life, right? There is times that I have got on the internet and people have said ugly things. There is times that family has said ugly things. But I choose to not allow that to hold weight in my life anymore. Because what that does is it holds you from your healing. It holds you from your purpose. It holds you from really believing and growing in the gifts that God has given you. God is love. If someone is not demonstrating that in your life, then they don't need to be in your life. I did a TikTok. It says, if, if, if me hurting doesn't hurt you, then you are just using me. The people that truly love you will encourage you through your hurt and your pain. The people that really love you will tell you that you're more than a conqueror, that you are loved and that you are cherished and that you are enough. The people who really love you, although they may be hurt, sometimes forgiveness 
is the biggest thing that you could ever accomplish. Because forgiveness is not easy. But if you say, I'm going to choose to forgive you, not because of you, but because of me. Because God has given me grace in my space. And in order for me to be able to grow in my gifts, I have to learn to forgive you. Because forgiveness is the biggest growth that you will ever have. And it's also the biggest freedom that you will ever experience. So know that people are going to hurt you and people are going to say things about you and people are going to choose what they want to heal from and what they don't. It's easy to say God has healed me and he probably has. But the question is this, have you surrendered everything or are you only surrendering the things that you want to? See, It's easy to say, God, I'm going to surrender. But sometimes those things that we're not surrendering are the things that we feel would make us look weak. They would make us be vulnerable. They, um, you know, would possibly not make us look so good. So we build a wall. We build a wall of bricks and we shut ourselves in. And although there's people in your life that are saying, let me in, let's bring this wall down. Let's heal from this. You say, absolutely not. That, that place right there, you're not getting into. And that may be the very place that brings the biggest healing. That may be the biggest, that may be the place that brings the biggest blessings and the biggest breakthrough. But because of how you feel people will think about you, or if you let that wall down, you're going to be considered weak, or you may be at risk of someone seeing the hurt and the pain that you've been through. What are your thoughts today about that wall that you have built? Is it serving you? Is it making your life better? Probably not. I said this a long time ago in another message. I think it was downtown. But when we have our hands so full of hurt, pain, trauma, right? We live like this all the time. We live in fight or flight all the time. Fight if someone says something that we don't like. Flight if we feel like what someone says would make us have to be vulnerable. Or it can make us look weak. We're like this. But in order to experience the trueness of God, 
you have to learn to open your hands and let go of the things that you are holding on to. You have to truly surrender, not just one hand, not just the thing that you have in one hand, but the things that you have in both hands. God has already promised you beauty for ashes. We know that he's the same in the valley he is as he is on the mountaintop. We know that he's a healer because he's already healed you before. He's already brought you through so much before. But what you're telling yourself holds weight. And what you're saying to yourself holds weight. Just like the weight that it holds when others say it to you. I ask you today to think about this. Think about what you're thinking about. Think about your actions before you act. Think about your thoughts before you say them. Think about what it is that you still need to heal from and commit to doing the healing. Because ultimately what you say or what you think is going to come out on the ones that you love. Your hurt is going to come out on the ones that you love. Your negativity is going to come out on the ones that you love. Ultimately, how you feel about yourself is going to be portrayed to those that you love. And we never want to hurt the ones that we love. But sometimes we're so hurt we don't realize that we're hurting the ones that we love. Sometimes, sometimes we are hurt so bad that we're afraid to be vulnerable. Even with the ones that we love. But here's what I want to tell you today. Healing is not a destination. It is a journey. Healing is worth the time and the effort. Healing is worth the commitment. Healing is where your breakthrough is. Breakthrough is freedom. God is love. So if you are on the other end of someone's hurt, pain, words, or thoughts, know that they are hurting. Know that that has nothing to do with you. It's not a question of your character. It's, it's not a question of, is that what they said about me? Is that really true? No, it's not. But hurt people hurt people. But God's people are also healed people. Sometimes we become too holy for our own good. And we forget that we're still human. We forget. 
people put a lot of pressure on pastors and first ladies. And I'm going to tell you something. I didn't marry a pastor. I married a man. He didn't marry a first lady. He married a woman. So do we have real world problems? Absolutely. Were we hurt before we started healing? Absolutely. Do we still struggle? Absolutely. But see, that's the thing. We all struggle. We all have work to do. We all have work to do. We all have character flaws. We all have downfalls. We all are human. We're human. And we all struggle every day. If you expect my faith and my walk with God to be 110% because I'm a first lady, I'm going to fail you every time. Every time. Every time. Have I been depressed this entire year? Mm Mm-hmm. Has my faith been weak? Probably more so than it's been strong. Have I questioned my entire life? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have I questioned the purpose and the plan that he has for me? Mm Mm-hmm. So no matter who you are, what part of leadership you're in, whether you own a corporation or you're a leader of a church or, you know, you're whatever type of leader that you are, you're still human. And when you're vulnerable enough to say, I'm still human and I still struggle, and don't just say, I struggle. What do you struggle with? Because the people that you are leading needs to know that you are human, right? It's not about saying, I still struggle. What do you struggle with? Because I need to know that you're relatable. I need to know that I'm following behind somebody that's just as human as me, probably just as broken, right? Because that... That lets you know that there's still room for transformation. There's still room. There's still room for growth. That we can grow together. And we can heal together. And we can love together. And we can show others that God is loved together. We are in a world where we are breeding broken people. We are in a world where our mental health system is Well, not even a mental health system. We live in a world where we we don't want to help people until they've already done something wrong or until they're too far gone. We live in a world where we want to see progress, but not the process. We live in a world that is so chaotic That if you can just touch one person a day and say, you know what? You're human. I'm human. But I love you anyways. You fall short. I fall short. 
I still have some issues that I need to deal with. I still have some healing, but you know what? I love you anyways. You're awesome anyways. You were loved anyways. You are enough anyways. We don't tell people enough that they are enough. We don't tell people enough that they are worthy. We don't tell people enough that God is love. We walk around with this thing, shaming people. That is a love story, not a shame story. Everybody you come across today is going to be healing from something. Instead of using your words to hurt them, or instead of putting your insecurities and trust issues and hurt and trauma and pain on them, tell them that they're loved. Tell them that you're human. Tell them that you're healing from something also. Tell them that they are loved and enough and worthy. Because you would want someone to tell you that. I don't know who needed to hear this today because this was actually, I started off with one thing and I ended up with something different. So I'm just going to say that that was just God. Something, somebody needed to hear this today. So I hope that this hits the ears of whomever needs to hear it. I feel like it was a little scattered because I started off one way and I ended up somewhere else. But you know what? It's, it's, I believe that God is going to allow it to hit the ears that needs to hear it today. So if you feel like there is someone that needs to know this today, that they are loved and they are enough and they are worthy and that it's okay to heal and it's okay to constantly be on a journey and not trying to always arrive at a destination? Is it okay to celebrate the small wins? Is it okay that your faith is not always a hundred percent? Because, you know, really God says that it just has to be the size of a mustard seed. And if you've ever seen the size of a mustard seed, it's very small. It's very small. It's okay to tell people that it's okay not to be perfect. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be hurting. It's okay to be healing. It's okay that you were once an addict. It's okay that you were once a convicted felon. It's okay that you were once homeless. That didn't define you. It's not about where you start, it's about where you finish. So where are you? Where are you? And who are you encouraging today? Because the more that you serve others in encouragement, the more it's going to come back to you. Because you know why? Because you had to think it in order for it to be said. And then you spoke it out of your mouth. You're not only speaking something over someone else, but you're speaking something over yourself that you needed to say to yourself. It's easy for us to say something to somebody. It's easy for us to encourage somebody. But when you encourage someone else, It's lighting the fire on the inside of you. You're speaking to yourself. I encourage you today to encourage someone else so that you too may be encouraged. I encourage you today to not judge the next person, but to encourage them. Because no matter how perfect they make their life look, 
they're hurting because everyone is hurting. Everyone is struggling with something. Everyone is falling short. So today, I hope that you encourage and you inspire someone. Think about what you're thinking about. And if your words are going to come out judging or being ugly to someone, think about what I want that to be said to me. Would I want someone to say that to me before you say it? So I hope that this was not very scattered. I hope that it's literally uh, touches someone today. And I do hope that you have a great day and I'll see you again soon. Bye-bye.